I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse, and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner, clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast. Today I have a very special guest. We have joining us Taj Chohan from Vancouver, British Columbia. I would describe Taj as a multi-passionate, awesome human. We met many years ago through my work in cosmetic rejuvenation, and he represents a laser distributor of which I consider to be representing some of the best technology in rejuvenation today. I also happen to use two of the lasers he represents all of the time, and I'm pretty obsessed with them. He also assists with other clinics establishing best business practices outstanding client care. Head on over to rachelvarga.ca to check out some of my other amazing free resources to help you make smarter decisions for aging well and basically being a more awesome human. And be sure to drop an Instagram story of you listening to this podcast and tag both of us in it at Cosmetic Consulting and at Rachel Varga Official. Also, please leave a review on iTunes as it helps others find this brand new podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to part two of this three-part series where we, in the first episode, talked about the secret to beauty. And in between recording here, Taj just mentioned something hilarious. So, ladies, <laughs> if you're listening, Taj, go. Okay, so I have a couple single friends that sometimes we have laughs going through their Tinder or Bumble profiles. Ladies... We absolutely know when you're using a filter on your picture. You're not fooling anybody. And yes, you look cute, but we know you're doing it. And if you show up and you look completely different than your picture, it's not going to end well. So my plea to you is that if you're going to represent yourself as a multi-passionate, awesome human being or anything else... Show your true beauty because the confidence you have and the uniqueness you have as a person and even the imperfections are beautiful. But what's not beautiful is pretending that you have this dog filter in real life. It just, we know you're doing it. So please, that's it. <laughs> did you know that there's filters to make your waist smaller and your butt bigger and your boobs bigger? I did not know that, but can I download it? What's what's the app called? <laughs> Are you wanting to use it for your personal Maybe. use? <laughs> no, this is a thing. Really? That you, you can tweak not only your face, but your body too. Huh. Very misleading. Very misleading, yeah. Essentially, I help people to be photoshopped in real life. <laughs> and I think that's 
that's way cooler. Well, and I think, you know, part of the reason that this industry has grown so rapidly... Social media, social the media. Kardashians, yeah. they fueled the era of the selfie. Yeah. And they were huge at, uh, you know, promoting rejuvenation. Exactly. I heard through the grapevine that they were actually involved with a clinic. I've heard the same thing. Yeah. That there is um, apparently some ownership of one of the clinics that they've been promoting. We both so totally know who that is. Yes, today. exactly. Because yeah. we don't want to promote it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, so it's fascinating. It's almost like they came up with the strategy of, oh my gosh, let's just all look like Nefertiti, but with way bigger lips. And butts. And butts. <laughs> and smaller ways. Yeah. And they created this phenomena. Well, and I think, it's you know, wild. what sometimes scares me is the age of the the clients that I'm starting to see walk into these clinics. Yeah, I would get people under 19 yeah. and I'd have to turn them away. I legitimately would. And yeah. a lot of them were, we live on the West Coast of Canada, so a lot of these younger clients were actually from other countries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very interesting. And I think, you know, you touched on a couple things. One is definitely the promotion of different medical rejuvenation clinics. One is the selfie as well. Um, what they found is that the distance from your phone to your face doing a selfie, it throws off the proportions of your face. Mm. And so you look at the photo and it's not the ideal proportion. So you're looking at yourself, judging yourself based on a photo that's not representative of what you look like. Then you go and post it on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is. You throw a filter on it. Somebody else sees that photo, thinks you look completely different, and now they're feeling insecure. It, it becomes this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think social media is a great tool, um, but it's very easy to get caught up in it and have it turn into something that controls you. Or it's like, oh, look how shiny my perfect life is. Exactly. It's the highlight reel. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But what's funny about the filters is that, you know, we can do real life Facetune. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Super rad. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you constantly feel like you're getting rid of your lower eye bags in each selfie you're taking. Well, if you're like age 30, 40 be surprised with a little Botox can do. (laughs) And some of these lasers that aren't shitty. That aren't shitty. Yes. Let's talk about some of these laser technologies here because in this episode we are supposed to be diving into the best laser technologies available today, but we wanted to preface the episode with a little segment on what's happening in social media. So that's great. Thanks for the intro. Okay. First on the agenda, vaginal rejuvenation. (laughs) Yeah, dive right in. Is that, that's what you right said, in. right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I'll let you start with that okay, one. Okay. I'm, I'm comfortable start. talking about it. Well, but yeah. We have absolutely. one of our lasers from you yeah. that does amazing treatments. A lot of people may talk about this. They may not talk about this, but people talk about it with me because they know as a provider, I offer these treatments. And there are some pretty amazing technologies out there to help with incontinence to help with sensation and a whole slew of other awesome things. (laughs) So people don't actually have to go through surgeries anymore. You can actually throw some energy in the area 
and it can do some pretty wild things. And this, I find, helps some of my older clients that, you know, if you've ever gone on a road trip with your mom and your mom says, oh, I need to wash and break, and your, you know, your dad growls and things like yeah. that. Things like that, right? And there's some pretty amazing technologies out there that use a combination of erbium laser or some use radio frequency that can create some pretty cool changes. Absolutely. And again, you know, if we think back to some people assuming that this is a very superficial industry and that, you know, we're not we're not doing anything positive for the world. And I've had people say that. And then I think about treatments like this and some of the feedback that I've gotten from clients. Um, exactly what you mentioned is one of them. I can go on road trips with my mom. Or they can jump rope. Jump rope, yeah. Right? I can, I can go to the mall. I can, you know, just all sorts of lifestyle changes that we can provide for patients. I would go as far as to say we have saved relationships with that particular laser. Um, not to joke, but we did have one clinic running a Valentine's Day special and it was vaginal rejuvenation for the female <laughs> and it. snoring treatment using a laser yeah, for the snoring. male. Snoring, yes. So snoring. Tighten up that uvula. Exactly. Tighten up that hoo-ha. Same, <laughs> Same device. They do use a different handpiece. Different but applications. Yeah, exactly. Different energies. But, you know, there are a lot of marriages that are troubled because of snoring, but also because of lack of sexual connection. Mm -hmm. And it's such an important part of relationships. The male side where, you know, they've had erectile dysfunction, we can actually treat that with... Z-Wave! Exactly! Oh my gosh, this is yeah. hilarious! So that's going to be your next special. Oh my, no, I've demoed the Z-Wave. Oh, you have? Okay. It sounds like a jackhammer. It does. This is really funny because we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Oh my gosh, it's literally shockwave therapy and yeah. it provides growth. It provides growth? Not that I've seen it. Yeah, and not that I've used it. <laughs> but I've heard of other people that have used it. Absolutely. But it's funny, like, you know. Who figured that out? When it's when it's a male problem, Wait, they've got. No, no, no. Answer this. Who figured it out? Who figured that out? That you could okay. Shockwave therapy has been used in athletic injuries for you know various various things for stimulating blood flow. Yeah. If you will. Exactly. Oh my god. Creating new blood vessels. So. I really want to meet this person that made that connection. You know and who it probably. The story. It was probably Dan. <laughs> I don't know if I should say his last name, but... Have I met him? But he's usually the, the guinea pig for just about everything. And anything we bring into Canada, he's tried first. So, I don't know, Dan. I don't know if you're going to listen to this thing, but maybe it was you. Okay, so shockwave therapy. Think about concrete. And you have the thing that breaks up the concrete. Yeah. It sounds just like that. It sounds exactly like... We call it the fat cracker. But tinier. Because it has been used for... Satellite. Um, exactly. Fabulous. Yep. Breaking up uh, fascial adhesions. I have another podcast episode on that, actually. Okay. Using massage to treat cellulite. Very cool. So cellulite treatments, athletic injuries, and erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we fire it on our brain, it makes us smarter. Maybe. Has Dan tried that? I'm not sure. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> oh, how would you measure that? Okay. I was at a conference in Las Vegas last July, and there's all this new technology out there. And there are these chairs that basically mimic 
how many? 10, 20,000? 42,000 oh, contractions in 20 minutes. Of the? It's essentially a focused uh, magnet. And what happens is it sends an electrical signal through the nervous system pathway and triggers that muscle to contract. So there are a number of different applications that you can use. Exactly. So to me, that would be the area that I think we should focus on the most. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I can put one of these on your abs and you can get, you know, tighter, more toned abdominal muscles. And this has been around forever. This is like Dr. Hose, but now in the clinic. Exactly. So there, there are a couple new players within North America, but, and they've done a great job of marketing Mm -hmm. these types of devices. But this technology has been around for, I think it's about, yeah, decades, 15 to 20 years, if not longer. Using electrosystemia muscle contractions. Yeah. So actually this is slightly different. So when you think about a Dr. Ho machine, the electrical signal is going directly to the muscle causing the contraction. Whereas these types of devices target the neural pathway. So why is that different? You might ask. A Why is that different, I'm asking. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is that sometimes when we stop using certain muscles, we lose that mind-muscle connection. And so this helps strengthen and reinvigorate that mind-muscle connection to allow you to not only strengthen that muscle, but when you're not on the chair, you can do a better job of engaging those pelvic floor muscles on your own. Um, just so you guys... No, that are listening. I've sat on one of those chairs <laughs> and I had like five people around me. It was really funny. Tell me you have a video of your reaction. <laughs> I, I do okay, actually. Perfect. I do actually. They, it Good. was at a big trade show in Las Vegas. It was the Aesthetics Award Show where I go every year and I learn with some of the best uh, aesthetic surgeons, nurse injectors like myself from all over the world. And we have discussions of what's working, what's not working, what's innovative, and what needs to keep hope. Exactly. So this new technology, there's this chair, you sit on this chair and you know, nothing really happens until somebody turns a knob (laughs) and then the energy just goes like, whoop, and you feel your insides flexing and it's really weird, but you have to sit on right, just the right spot. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this like firing into my ovaries? (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Like how long has this technology been around for? And like you definitely feel it. it, it basically flexes your pelvic floor. But I kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about this technology. Yeah, and I think um, there are various manufacturers in this space. I think one of the important things to think about is that some of the devices out there are only one specific magnet that only target the sphincter. What we know about pelvic health and stress urinary incontinence is that there's a whole slew of interconnected musculature. And so in my opinion, some of the technology that works the best is when you have paddles on the abdominal muscles, Mm -hmm. the back muscles, the pelvic floor, because core health, think about it this way. Oh, it's an epidemic not having core health. I have another podcast on this. Yeah. So could you imagine if I went to the gym and all I did was ab exercises. I've now created an, an imbalance. Imagine you went to the gym and all you did was ab exercises. You're going to create an imbalance that causes you to have poor posture, 
because of that strength in your ab muscles, you're hunched over. So if you're using a technology that only targets specific musculature, you're going to create imbalances. So again, in my opinion, I think the best course of action is to use something that equally targets all of the muscles in that core area and not only targets the sphincter, but the other pelvic floor muscles that provide a better experience for those that, that are dealing with those sorts of concerns. Um, ever heard of yoga? Exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think the problem is that compliance is always an issue. Mm -hmm. And if we lived in a perfect world, well, we would just do, well, not we, but women would just do Kegels and that would alleviate a lot of the problems. Um, or if you relate it to skin, we would all wear our sunscreen every day. But with Kegels, you're not impacting the actual tract inside. So with some of these lasers that are using an erbium laser, is they're heating up the tissue and thickening up the tissue, stimulating collagen. Yeah. And that's different from using the magnets. That's what I work with in the office. Absolutely. It's pretty awesome. And, and again, I think... It always comes down to understanding the condition because there are multiple forms of incontinence. You have yep. stress incontinence, mixed incontinence, urge incontinence. What do you think of radiofrequency modalities? Sure. So specific to this topic, I think that radiofrequency is a safe and effective option, but I don't find it to be the most effective option. Hmm. What we know about uh, elastin and collagen is that when you heat it up to a temperature that's greater than 60 degrees, you get more of a reaction with the heat shock proteins. You get more collagen stimulation and a greater contraction in those elastin fibers. Mm -hmm. So though you are achieving some of that with the radio frequency at, let's call it 40 degrees, you're not getting the optimal result. Hmm. Another thing about RF is that there's poles. There's positive and negative pole. Absolutely. So there's an ionization of energy. And there's also an inconsistency. Mm -hmm. What we find with radio frequency is you have to deal with impedance, which is almost like how conductive is your body? Yeah, like is there too much moisture? Exactly. Which is why I actually don't like a lot of RF devices. I would agree with that. Just putting that out there. Um, if you've ever heard of, you know, these paddles that feel like a hot stone massage and they claim to tighten the skin and get rid of cellulite. I did a demo for a month with clients. Mm -hmm. We were given this laser and I'm not going to say what it is because everybody <laughs> probably knows who's in the industry what it is. You're going to have to tell me after that. <laughs> but I think I already know. You probably know. Yeah. Anyway, we were given this device and my clients who I treated with it said that they noticed the tightening to their face and their neck area. Obviously, I wasn't going to go over the thyroid because the thyroid is a very delicate structure of the neck area. And unfortunately, some of these technologies can negatively impact it. So that's why it's really important to go to providers that really understand the nuances of how technologies can impact our structures that make certain hormones and to not negatively impact that. Anyways, clients pretty much across the board said that they noticed an improvement, but when we looked at the photos, there was no improvement. And I think this is a really important point is that if you're going to a provider that does not absolutely force you to take a before and after photo, I would go running mm -hmm. because I think what happens is we're so, it's so easy for us to get used to what we see in the mirror every day. Totally. 
I sometimes forget. Like I actually used to have a man bun and long hair, and it took <laughs> no, going. No, you did. I absolutely did. I think. Did one, you like learn how to do yoga in Bali too? I yes, I did. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that's why I love you so much. The total cliche. <laughs> yeah. I think one of our episodes is about how we stay grounded, so that's we can the next, that's the we next can episode. talk about the man bun oh, and let's uh, see this man bun. my meditation and Whistler and whatnot. But I actually forgot I had it until I looked at a photo. Totally. Um, or if you've ever lost weight, you know, sometimes you forget what you used to look like. Or I do a treatment on somebody using an amazing neuromodulator, like what we can call Botox, Xeom, and Dysport. They're all different brand names. And, you know, they, they come back a couple of weeks later and say, oh, I don't notice a huge difference. And then we look at their before and after photo and there are significant changes. But because you see yourself every day, you can't really notice those subtle changes. Uh, which absolutely. is kind of the beauty about those treatments. So people around you won't be like, oh, you look totally different. Exactly. Um, I've even noticed certain clients will pay in cash because they don't even want their husband to know they've had a treatment. Or they're going through a divorce and they don't want a money trail. That's okay. I didn't even think about it that way. I see it a lot. <laughs> so... But, or they can actually afford the treatments. And that's really important if you're thinking about doing rejuvenation, if you're putting it on credit or you're doing rejuvenation for your body, mind and spirit, you know, seeing different providers, you should be doing these things in a sustainable way. Exactly. And we are in an industry that is starting to become commoditized and we're noticing it at all levels. Because there's such a opportunity for financial gain within the industry, you're seeing a lot more competitors come in at the manufacturer level, mm. whether that's neurotoxins, fillers, laser technology, radio frequency. And by commoditizing that segment of the market, it makes it easier for lower end providers to come into the industry. They may not have a medical degree. They may not have any knowledge of anatomy. It could be, I don't know. I've had people who were waitresses that just up and decided that all of a sudden they wanted to provide these types of treatments. And so as the technology becomes commoditized, it's easier for them to purchase the technology. Counterfeit devices from China. Ca counterfeit devices from oh, China. Oh, this is a thing that drives me crazy. When people are, you know, looking on Groupon for treatments and things like that, and they see these amazing deals, buyer beware. It's your face, people. And your body. And your body. Always make sure that you're seeing a regulated provider that's registered with some type of governing body, a physician, a registered nurse, a physician assistant in the States, dentist, naturopath, nutritionist, registered massage therapist, chiropractor. All of these people, you want to make sure that you're using your judgment, you're doing your research, and make sure these are legit people. Exactly. And legit devices. I would highly recommend... Legit devices won't be sold to non-legit providers. True. Very true. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's how you avoid getting shitty laser treatments. That's exactly how you avoid <laughs> shitty laser treatments. There are... the right people. There are physician finders or registered treatment provider finders yeah. that you can just go online to the manufacturer's website type in your location and they'll give you a list of all the registered providers in that particular area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, cause I work with clients from all over the world 
and I want to make sure that I can recommend them to a clinic that has the right technology that I think would be helpful for them. Exactly. So I use physician finders all the time, or I'll text you. Or me, yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's happened many times, and I think absolutely, as a treatment provider, there are going to be cases when you don't have the specific technology that they need, or you're just in a different time zone than they are. Mm. So a good treatment provider is going to take the time to recommend somebody else that will also provide you that same level of quality, mm-hmm. safety, And efficacy. then I will go a step further and actually connect with different providers. And, you know, even just getting a sense with the receptionist when I call a clinic and say, oh, do you have this technology or that technology? Like you can almost tell if they're a well-established clinic just by their website and how the receptionist answer your questions. And I think that's part of what I do really is that I work with these clinics to not only, I think first and foremost, my goal is to help them provide safe and efficacious treatments for patients. But a lot of the time, our subconscious mind takes over and we make snap decisions based on their website, based on how the front desk staff answer the phone. Quick tip. Yep. The better the social media, the worse the clinic. (laughs) I've heard one of my connections in Beverly Hills tell me this. When we were talking about that one clinic. I don't want to react too much because, (laughs) yeah, I would tend to agree with you in most cases. Because it's like the better the clinic, the less time they have for that. Unless they're paying someone to actually do their social media. That's different. Um, But I find this really interesting. So if, if you look up a clinic and you see their social media isn't like epic, it doesn't actually mean they're a bad clinic. Right. Very interesting. And I think... A lot of the time, these types of clinics will invest heavily in technology, Mm -hmm. but what they pay their staff blows my mind. You know, how are you spending $150,000 on a piece of technology and you're paying your laser technician who's delivering that technology $15 an hour? Oh, gosh. So in our clinic, we have myself as an RN doing it. Yeah. But lots of clinics will have... um, you know, a glorified receptionist or esthetician that's taken a weekend course. Exactly. And I have no problem with... Some people can be end up being very well-trained. Exactly. Some people can be well-trained, but I think when you're only offering, let's call it fit minimum wage, really, what are the type of people that you're attracting? Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, too, it's not just how good your technology is, it's how good that treatment provider is. Yeah. So if you're only paying them that type of wage, do you think that that owner is sending them to the types of trade shows that you go to? I go all the time. Yeah, you have to stay at the top of your game. And I think you do that by choice. You know, you just, <laughs> I could, I could you're a little bit of a weekend. laser nerd, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're doing a huge expo tomorrow, Victoria Women's Expo. I could have said no and had a proper weekend after a really busy week at the office. And I really want to bring forth to my community the fact that, hey, we're different. We're not just looking at these rejuvenation options as a commodity. We're looking at them as an extension to optimizing your body, mind, spirit together. Exactly. To bring forth optimal beauty and doing it in a really holistic way. Absolutely. Again, I think those types of clinics that really focus on not only the external, not only laser or injectable treatments, that they look at what can I do once a week? What can I do once a month? What can I do on a yearly basis? What can I do on a daily basis? Yeah. 
and using different tools, using an actual program, a system, a process, and also looking at that internal health, the mind, body, spirit, like you said. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start to marry the external physical beauty with that spiritual beauty and with the actual internal nutrition, meditation, all of those different things work very well together to provide that overall beautiful human being. Right. I have a question for you. Yeah. You work with tons of clinics all over Western Canada. What? Actually, internationally now with my consulting business. Oh, dang. Good yeah. for you. I didn't tell you about... passionate, awesome yeah. human being sitting right here. It's just an excuse to travel more. I love it. I love it. What percentage of the clinics that you walk into and the providers that you meet have this holistic view of beauty that I am sharing online? Honestly, I don't think it's more than 5 to 10%. I would say 5%. Wow, that's pretty low. That's very low. So I've been in the industry since 2011. And about last year, I really clued into, so this is about 2017, the importance of body, mind, and spirit optimization for incredible beauty to come forth. I'm shocked that other people aren't picking up on that or I'm kind of leading the way in that. I don't know. So... There's one particular clinic that comes to mind. You actually know the practitioner there. I don't know if I should say it or not, but the one that did your tattoo removal. Oh! So they've opened a clinic in Burnaby. Oh, maybe that's why I like them so much. And just incredible (laughs) when it comes to overall health, wellness, grounding. The owner really kind of got me into... Just I've just started my journey, but... But you recommended I went there for this particular treatment because nobody in my city had this technology. Absolutely. And you recommended that I go there because you recommended them. Exactly. And so now they've taken the step of opening their own clinic. And to the point where she's actually lined the walls and the floor with healing crystals to kind of offer that grounding and that spiritual connection. And having having different women from all walks of life come in and provide mental stimulation, let's call it, um, act as mentors, things like that. And then obviously the physical beauty component as well. But truly, I would say it's definitely less than 5% in my opinion. Hmm. And I'm really young. No, really. No, I know you are. providers that are... You also look even younger because of these treatments. (laughs) I started when I was 25. I'm 30, 33 this year. Do I look 24? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's what and you're a year older than me. One of my other friends so. who's an ocular plastic surgeon said, that's why you look 24. But it's not about your age. It's about how good you feel and your vibrancy. I have tons of clients who are actually, not tons, but a few, mm-hmm. who are in their 90s. And you think they were in their 70s or their 80s. Yep. And it's the way that they carry themselves. It's their vibrancy. And they use these rejuvenation options. But I'm so happy to hear that there's other providers in Vancouver and Burnaby, West Coast of Canada. We're pretty proactive. I bet you there's other providers like us in Portland, Oregon, and California, and New York. I really feel like people are going to kind of find me and will be able to support people all over the world. And I think if you look at a lot of other countries especially within this industry, you've already seen that commoditization happen. Mm -hmm. 
But then you see these clinics that really, again, tie all of the components of health and wellness together. Mm -hmm. They have a chiropractor, they have a massage therapist, they have an acupuncturist, they have a physiotherapist, they have a cardiologist, That's a the dream psychologist, clinic. everything within this one space. It's called a village. A village, right. Exactly. But that's the dream. I think that every provider really wants to do that. I know the surgeon I work with has been love it, has been talking about doing something like that for years. Mm -hmm. But it's actually doing it. It's the challenge. It's doing it. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Right. So this Who would have thought that the little, little kid it. from Transformers had so much knowledge? <laughs> this is a serious knowledge bomb. But no, I, I think when you think about the way that healthcare is structured currently, I go to one healthcare provider that has absolutely no contact with mm -hmm. another healthcare provider that I'm going to. Yeah. How does that make sense? It doesn't. We're so intertwined and interconnected in every other way. Or we're not, I don't know, but you know, I at least try to be. I love recommending my clients. They say, oh, I need a massage therapist. Oh, I need a dentist. Okay, mm -hmm. well, here's where to go. Because I'm very well connected myself. It's like as a nurse, you are trained to be a community resource. Yeah. And help disseminate helpful relationships and information out there. And just having that conversation, you know, for you to be able to talk to the massage therapist, obviously with confidentiality in mind, but for you guys to collaborate as healthcare professionals to provide the best outcome for the patient. Yeah, I don't actually collaborate with them. Like, I won't talk about clients with sure. them, but I'll just recommend that they go there. Yeah. But what you're saying is actually next level. Imagine, a, you know, one place where yeah. all of that information was interconnected and intertwined so that... I think legally it actually has to be more in one place. Right, exactly. But to me, I think that's really the future that I'd like to see in healthcare. I'm sure other countries do that. They do. Absolutely. Mayo Clinic? They do it in, in, you know, some have a membership format, some is a, a pay-as-you-go. It, it really depends. But Are we going to make this amazing village together one day, Taj? I've been thinking about it for a long time, and there's, <laughs> there's a very select few people that I've kind of shown my plans to. Um, we'll have another Guinness, and I'll walk through the blueprints with you. <laughs> awesome. I think it's really great for other people all over the world to understand the impact of finding proactive providers so that you can get the most out of your rejuvenation options, avoid things like shitty lasers, <laughs> right? Exactly. People that care are going to offer technologies that work and that are backed by science and that they have clients loving. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tom. Thanks for having me. This is an awesome episode. Yeah, absolutely. We have, we have one more to do, and it's talking about how to stay grounded as a multi-passionate awesome human being boom and doing it in a sustainable successful way love it finishing <laughs> each other's sentences <laughs> oh it's a, it's a beautiful thing we didn't even edit that that just happened naturally <laughs> that, was, that was really good yeah we are in the flow there you go we're gonna do another podcast episode okay. for you guys cheers cheers we went all that episode without having a sip well, I didn't want to ruin the uh, I know, acoustics. You'll hear it on the on the podcast. <laughs> we don't want to be no amateurs here. We want to make this good quality for you guys. Taj, thank you so much for joining us today. 
Be sure to catch all three episodes in this series. Taj, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Cosmetic Consulting. Head on over to rachelvarga.ca to check out some of my other amazing free resources to help you make smarter decisions for aging well and basically being a more awesome human. And be sure to drop an Instagram story of you listening to this podcast and tag both of us in it at Cosmetic Consulting and at Rachel Varga Official. Also, please leave a review on iTunes as it helps others find this brand new podcast. Have a good one.